Welcome to another 11 Mile Sessions Live. I'm your host, Scott Boatwright, as always. Got a great show for you. We're not going to have a live band tonight um, due to unforeseen circumstances, but we do have a great show for the next hour. Um, going to have a couple really great interviews that I'm excited to show you. We're going to be interviewing John Ford Coley. He had a string of hits back in the 70s with England Dan, and uh, we're going to be talking with him in just a moment. Uh, their best hit was I'd Really Love to See You Tonight. So before the uh, interview, we're going to play that video for you. This is England Dan and John Ford Coley with I'd Really Love to See You Tonight. I'm not sure why I called, I guess I really just wanted to talk to you And I was thinking maybe later on, we could get together for a while It's been such a long time and I really miss your Good afternoon. Welcome to another 11 Mile Sessions Live. And as promised, on the phone with me right now, I have John Ford Coley. How you doing, John? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Ah, uh, hanging in there. It's been a rough week, but yeah, is it cold up there? You know what? We we're having our first real nice day in a while. Uh, last Friday, oh, okay. Last Friday, it was just a ton of snow and cold. I actually fell and hurt myself, but. 
<laughs> today it's like sunny and sorry about that. Yeah, thank you. But today it's sunny and fifty five, which for Michigan right now that's that's beautiful. Where are you at right now? Cool. <laughs> I'm in um outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. So the weather's gotta be at least that good, if not better then. Yeah, it's really nice down here today. Yeah. But tell you the truth, I prefer winter. So we didn't really get one this year, so I'm I'm you know, nine months of spring. What do you do? <laughs> I I would like nine months of spring. We get nine months yeah, of winter. Well, it gets boring. <laughs> I don't know. I can take boring. All the all the snakes are out. Ah. You know, the winter time they're gone. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. It's just the older I get, the more more I'm just like I'm not about like scraping snow off the car or shoveling. You know. Yeah, that's true. But it does keep me in shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, that's a hefty price to pay. You know, <laughs> having to do exercise. That's for sure. So, are you playing around there right now or performing? No, I was in Florida last week. I go to Michigan tomorrow. And then uh, April, um, I've got like five weeks, five weekends, and I'm gone. May, it's the same thing. Okay. So you're going to be playing here in Michigan on St. Patrick's Day. Wow. Yeah, that should be fun. (laughs) Or too much fun. (laughs) Right, yeah, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Just make sure that you have a designated driver. Not that you would party, but you know what I'm saying. Just to stay hey, away. come on, man! I'm I'm old enough to party now. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm going to the buffets and you know taking naps in the afternoon. <laughs> so you got the energy to do it to, at the nighttime, huh? That's right. That's it. Hey, you've been around a long time. You know, I I know you started in the very late '60s as far as your musical career, and you know you're. You're most noted for the stuff that you came out with in the '70s with uh, England Dan. Yeah, Dan and I started off in high school about 1965, mm-hmm. and so I've been playing ever since. And I was just doing the math, and what is that? 48 years, <laughs> something. You go ahead and do that math. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, that's what they make calculators for. <laughs> yeah. But you guys had a lot of uh, great records, a lot of uh, hit singles. And, of course, um, anybody that doesn't know, uh, I'd really do- to see you tonight, didn't listen to the radio back then, you know? No, we really got blessed. I, I just tell everyone that God pretty much reached down and kissed me on the head and said, here, go have some fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did. We, we just we had a really good run. Yeah, I would imagine that 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 was one of those songs that was probably a wedding song forever after it came out. Yeah, it was that that, and I also understand it's the booty call song. So I don't know. <laughs> what do you do? Well, you know, back then it was kind of nice. You know, songs like that were were very subtle. You know, they didn't come out and say, you know, what they were talking about, which was nice. You know. Yeah. You know, the adults knew what that song meant, but you know, you didn't have to come out and be vulgar about it. Well, you know, we were much more clever. I, I love windows. I love double entendres and, you know, things of that nature because it's clever. Mm-hmm. And now it's not clever anymore. It's just shock value, but we're all shocked out. So Yeah, so it's actually gotten to be boring, if you ask me. 
it's boring because there's no imagination. Mm-hmm. So you guys played together for a long time. You had, well, what it says in front of me, like about eleven albums. You had about nine singles, and then um, yeah, we we had a we had a good run. Mm-hmm. I, I love it when somebody says, you know, we're gonna put you in the one hit wonder group, and I go. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, come on, man. You know, do, do you know anything at all about your business or your history? Pay attention. Yeah, well, part of that's radio's fault now, especially you know the modern radio. Uh, a lot of times, it's like, yeah, they're going to play a song of yours. That's the only one they'll play. They won't play any of the other ones. So as time, yeah, you know, the other night I uh, I, I asked on Facebook what songs people would like to hear besides what I call the seven and the seven were, were the, you know, big hits mm-hmm. and I was really surprised that people had gone pretty deep into the records uh, the radio doesn't of course you know it's not it's not album radio anymore but uh, yeah I was surprised at the, some of the songs that people were listening that means you still have real fans that's great that's wonderful yeah but you've been uh, touring, you know, fairly regular over those years. You haven't really ever gone away, right? I'm sorry? I said you've been touring fairly regular, you know, ever since. I mean, not maybe every year, but, you know, you've never really gone away, right? Well, it went away for a while. The The 80s were really horrible to most all of us that came out of that 70s era. Mm-hmm. The 90s kind of picked up a little bit, but then they started the Yacht Rock thing, and it really just took off. Mm. It took off for me in 97 again because some guy was impersonating me. Uh-huh. And uh, that was that was kind of an interesting time period. I remember when they told me that he was uh, you know, getting jobs, saying that he was me, he was doing radio and television. And I said, yeah, well, if he wants to be me, tell him to come on out here and watch the kids. I've got about 60 bales of hay on a load for these horses. So, you know, yeah, I just laughed at it. Well, he kind of, like, uh, brought attention to you again, so he kind of did you a favor. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But I, I see in the meantime something about in the 80s, you did uh, some, like, actual uh, TV appearances and stuff like that. What were you doing there? I did a bunch of uh, shows at that time, like Mike Douglas and uh, Josh Steinashore and Merv Griffin. We did all those midnight special and Don Don Kirshner's Buck concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick Clark pulled us in on a lot of things, and then I was an actor for gosh about five or six films. Okay, and that was I really enjoyed that. Can you name any of them? But what, what? Yeah, there was a film called Scenes from the Gold Mine. I played the drummer in the band. Uh, Timothy B. Schmidt was the bass player. Oh, okay. And Mo, uh, Mo Rocco or Alex Rocco, he, he played Mo Green and The Godfather. And was the guy shot in, in the massage table in the eye. Hmm. Uh, Joy Pantoliano was on that. Steve Rills back. And then I did a thing with the two Corys uh, called uh, Dream a Little Dream. Okay. And, you know, a bunch of others. Not big films, but notable. You know, I don't recommend. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. It, it, it wasn't Oscar stuff, but, I mean, it, it, it kept me out of, you know, cleaning horse stalls for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing things a little bit more fun anyway. 
And fortunately enough for me, I enjoy cleaning horse stalls. So. <laughs> you have your own farmer. I did at one time. You know, we had about a couple of horses and and just, you know, lived up in the high desert in California. So I was just pretty much a recluse. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, not too long ago, I was down in Louisiana. And so uh, the hotel was downtown. And so you had to have a valet park the car. And I never, I never do that. Mm-hmm. And so I walked out and came back. And the guy pulled me off to the side and he says, can I ask you a question? I said, what? He said, you got ropes and spurs in your back of your truck hanging up. And he said, do you do that? And I said, well, I used to do it a lot. But, I mean, you know, where I live, you never know when cow's going to get out or something. So you want to get them off the road. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. So you're kind of like... Uh have come back you you're touring occasionally you got um newer albums mostly live but uh, i know you came out with one just a few years ago called eclectic now was that all right. was that all new songs there that's all brand new and as a matter of fact half of the half of the uh, cd's cuz there's two cd's on that collection it's 26 songs uh-huh and half of it is produced you know with the band and then the other half is pretty much acoustic uh a lot of ballads on that side but i mean you know you keep you keep writing all the time you know you never really quit Mm -hmm. so i just keep putting these things out Mm. what's your opinion on do you listen to any of the stuff that comes out now like some of the more famous you know supposed singers songwriters and what they're doing today I don't listen to it as much. Uh, the reason why it, the melodies are pretty much gone, even in country, you know, it's it's pretty much the same melody. And I've joked before on stage and say, you know, I'm really a bad country writer. I don't have any songs to talk about drinking or high girl or tricks or, you know, it's like, <laughs> nah, come on. Tell, tell me a story. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, and, and the stuff now with the uh, it's just pure drumbeat. It's almost like disco with no instruments, just a drum, you know. And and all the girls are singing only where dogs can hear. So it's like no, I I, I prefer other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame. So it's basically you know the songs are about the same subjects. You could take the ten songs and they would all have the exact same melody line, you know? Yeah. You could actually see I, I know there was a lady that was laughing out here where I live. She said, here's all these guys. It was like a songwriter's night, and they're all talking, you know, about trucks, and, uh, and they're all wearing baseball hats. And she was laughing because she said, my truck was the only truck in the parking lot. <laughs> None of these guys are driving. Like, <laughs> they're driving SUVs. And <laughs> they're driving SUVs, you know, baby on board. <laughs> we had a we had a uh, thing back here in Nashville when I came back, and uh, it was all these. Ha- are you still there, John? John, are you still there? Ah, uh, well, maybe we can try him again. Or okay, well. We've been talking with John Ford Coley, 
musician that's been around for many years. Him and uh, England Dan had many hits back in the 70s, including I'd Really Love to See You Tonight, which, again, if you haven't heard that song on the radio, if you were listening back then, then you just weren't listening. One of those kind of love songs, booty songs is what he calls it, and it was a wedding song for many, many years. I'm sure it still pops up to this day. And he's actually going to be playing... Um, tomorrow night, that's St. Paddy's Day at a place in Ann Arbor. Let's see where we have. It's a place called the Greenwood Coffee House. That's in Ann Arbor. That's tomorrow night, St. Paddy's Day. So we lost him on the phone. We're going to try to get him back again, but we'll see what happens. Let's see if we can get him back. All right. Something happened. Yeah, you back? I'm back. <laughs> That's okay. That happens. So, so no, I was, I was just saying the thing about when Garth Brooks came out, they try to get another act, and so you got all, you, all these kids that are coming up now, and they cowboy boots and a buckle and a big hat, and we used to call it all hat no saddle. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right, man. Wow. And you know, like most of these artists, they're, they're not going to be around 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, you know? Well, you know, it's a different industry now. Um, we didn't think we were going to be around either, but we had a resurgence that came back because even the younger kids are listening to the things that we were doing back then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I don't know what it's going to be like in 20 years or 30 years. I don't even know if we're going to have a world in 20 or 30 years, <laughs> you know? It's like, well, I hope so. But I've always said if, if if the music dies, then the rest can die with it, if you ask me. Yeah, there's still some good stuff out there. You just really have to search for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're not going to find it on commercial radio stations. You have to go other places. You know, thank yeah. God there are other sources, you know, where you can find music. Um, you yeah, just, it's, it's just changed. That's all. Yeah. But it's great that you're still around. I mean, you know, they. I know a lot of people that from your era are unfortunately no longer with us or, you know, not doing it anymore. Um, yeah, I lost a, a bunch of friends in the last couple of years. I just heard that Jim Gordon passed away today. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he played on some of our stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he played with Clapton and all those guys. And... But it did sound like you were one of the um, one of the few. You, you basically kept a pretty clean lifestyle, didn't you, throughout compared to? Like, yeah, some... I've, I, I'm not a I'm not a wild party guy, you know, and I never did drugs or anything like that. Um, it was just kind of the way I was built. Mm-hmm. But then again, though, you know, I look at some of those guys that you would have thought would have been dead, you know, 30 years ago, <laughs> and they're out living all of this. So, you know, maybe maybe I made a mistake, you know? Yeah. Well, I know I remember for a couple of years there, I know James Taylor was doing his best to try to kill himself, you know, what he was doing for a while there. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of them that have done that, but I mean, it's a kind of a rock and roll lifestyle that's been portrayed, 
And it's not necessarily that way, especially now. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's like even a lot of a lot of the guys are on big health kicks, and you know, I, I've studied alternative medicine most of my life, so I was always kind of aware of a lot of things. Yeah, it was like uh, I heard an article. Uh, Keith Richards, he's you know, he said you know a lot of what I they say about me is not true he's you know he says yeah when i was yeah. young i was a partier he said now i just have to look like i am you know it's like all i have to do yeah. is put a cigarette in my hand and something dark in a glass and they fill in the rest you know <laughs> yeah so. you know i actually went to go see the stones play a couple of years ago down in austin and uh i was absolutely blown away by those guys it was mick jagger at one point, looked like he was starting to lag. Mm -hmm. And I was down really close, and I actually watched that man kick himself into gear mm -hmm. and finish that show. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. And they're older than I am. Yeah, yeah. Nick Jagger's getting close to 80 now. Yep. I'm about to go see uh, Three Dog Night. I'm, I'm playing down in Sedona in a couple of weeks, and my friend said, "Well, Three Dog's playing in, uh, you know, in Greenville, in, in Texas." And I said, "Well, heck, I'll just, instead of going home, I'll just come down there, and let's go see him." So, and I, and I looked it up, and Danny Danny Hutton, one of the three singers, is 80 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, man. That's what music can either kill you or it can keep you alive. I don't know which it does. Yep. <laughs> One of the two. All right. Okay. Um, I'd like to talk for a moment. Uh, you, you have an um, autobiography that you came out with entitled Backstage Pass. Can you talk about that for a bit? Yeah, I call it my unauthorized autobiography. I didn't give myself permission to write it. <laughs> you know, it's just, I tell everybody it's funny. I haven't. I haven't read it myself, but I hear it's funny. Mm -hmm. So it's just about all the the days of being on the road and what it was like. And for me, everything is funny. Mm -hmm. And so that's how that's the lens that it's that it's pictured through. Mm -hmm. So it, it's you know something's supposed to make you laugh. Okay, it, it's not about drugs, sex, and rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Just the weird stuff that went on. Just misadventures that you wouldn't expect to happen, you know. Exactly. Hmm. So is it mostly uh, text, and or is it um, mostly pictures, or? No, there, there's a couple of photos in there. Uh, I mostly it's text. It's just stories. I'm I'm a Texas boy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I tell stories. Even when I'm on stage, I tell a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of make people laugh. Because when I play, I'm not there to do anything that's going to be controversial or political or religious or anything like that. Or just, you know, make one half the audience mad. Yeah, I'm just there to play music, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. So I just leave all that other stuff alone. That's what it should be. It's entertainment. It, you're not there to it's get entertainment. You're not there to get angry or upset or whatever. You know, revolt. Right. <laughs> I mean, when they come through that door, I want them to leave. You know, having forgotten about all those things, 
that that you know were there before they got to the show. I mm-hmm. mean, it'll be waiting for them. They don't have to worry. Yeah, yeah. But it, they don't have to hear it from me. Yeah. There's actually a quote from uh, Tom Petty. He said that. He said, if for about two and a half hours, the people that come see me forget about all their troubles, all the things that right. are getting them down and upsetting them, then I've done my job. Mm. Yeah. We're just there to go down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Make you laugh for a little bit. All right. So what would be the best place to get this uh, book, Backstage Pass? You could go to my website, uh, which is johnfordcoley.com, mm-hmm. and then just go to the store. Okay. Uh, also, it's, you know, it's got the other CDs up there. Okay. So I'll be, I'll be uh, selling those also probably at the shows. Okay. So, yes, you're going to be uh, in Ann Arbor tomorrow. Right. And that's at the place called the Greenwood Coffee House. Not familiar. Right. I've it. played there about four or five different times. It's it's a nice venue. Yes. It's intimate. Uh, I don't really enjoy playing large halls anymore mm-hmm. because they expect you to be the rock star, and that's not what I do. No. So uh, if you've got an intimate audience, you can talk to them again. You can tell stories and stuff, and it's just nicer. It's acoustic. Yeah, you can really see their reactions to things that you've said. Maybe even verbally answer you every once in a while, you know? (laughs) I enjoy that. Somebody will throw out a question. It's like, hey, throw it out, man. You know? I just, I normally tell them there's only one thing that I will not answer. So don't anybody even ask me what (laughs) it is. I says, "Don't, don't ask me. How I have remained so brutally handsome and humble after all these years. Don't, don't even ask me. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret, and I'm not, I'm not giving anything. <laughs> all right, that's great. Do you know when the doors open uh, tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have no idea. I think it's about a 7 or 8 o'clock show. Okay, is it going to be just you, uh, or is there a warm-up act? No, it's just me. An evening with John. I mean, I play for about an hour and a half hour, sometimes two hours, depending on how many songs I can get in there. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that sounds great. Well, yes, it's Greenwood Coffee House in Ann Arbor. It's actually in a kind of a Methodist church. And uh, you just walk right in. It's on Greenwood. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, buddy, uh, pointed out something to me. I don't know if this is current or not. It says announcing the new album available April ninth. Is that correct? Uh, no idea. There, there's one that I'm kind of working on that Dan and I did. It's called. But it's it's not ready yet. It's called sketches and something or. Oh, sketches! Yeah, sketches is out. So that must have been last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to tell on the website. We weren't, we weren't sure if that was like this April ninth or following. So, okay. Yeah. Well, if you ever see me releasing anything from like eighteen sixty three, you, you know that something's wrong. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Well, listen, it was a pleasure talking with you, John. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I really appreciate it. And um, Oh, thank you. If you want to go see John and his greatest hits and talk with him, maybe ask him a question, but not about his handsomeness, then uh, you want to be right. you want to be at the Greenwood Coffee House tomorrow night. Doors, I believe, are at seven o'clock. So, all righty. Well, hopefully we'll thank talk you very again. much. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. All right, you take care. Continued health and success, sir. Thank you so much. Same to you. Okay. Bye bye. Hello, everyone. Again, this is Love of Miles Sessions Live. And in the studio with me, I have to the left of me, I have Jimmy B. He is with the band Tokyo Teens. And our other guest, Misty Rose Fields. How you doing, folks? Hi. Doing great. Nice to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. All right. So, uh, Tokyo Teens, tell us about this band. Uh, Well, it just uh, started... um at the uh, beginning of uh, 2019, uh, I've been a, um, involved in the tribute band uh, performance uh, arena there for several years, mm-hmm. and I I decided uh, you know that I wanted to get uh, full 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 time into um, uh, writing and performing my own original music. Okay, what kind of uh, tributes were you doing? Uh, well, the most recent and successful one was a uh, Bon Jovi tribute band, <laughs> really, <laughs> called "Slippery When Wet," <laughs> and we were um, we were the only one authorized by John Bon Jovi himself. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. And so it was it was a nice. I had a seven year run, and we uh, performed all over the world. We were mm-hmm. signed uh, to uh, under contract with uh, Royal Caribbean uh, Cruise Lines mm-hmm. and uh, Hard Rock of Resorts. So we did those all over the world, and cruise. We did about fourteen cruises a year, uh, and the the touring was was never ending. <laughs> wow! Uh, and it was very nice and a nice paycheck. I can assure you, we made some nice money doing that. Alas, it was uh, unfulfilling, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, creatively speaking. Yeah. And I decided, you know, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm going to duck out of this, mm-hmm. and 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 no matter what it costs, uh, I'm going to dive into this um, this my own music that I've been wanting to do for years, and I've been in, involved uh, in other original projects throughout mm-hmm. the years. Uh, one of those, the, the Love Sick. Uh, uh, most recently, let's say I think we did about five CDs, but oh. I was not the chief songwriter, and I was not the lead vocalist, mm-hmm. and um, and of course. Uh, this interested me greatly to be the man, if if you will. Uh-huh. So, um, the big Kahuna, the big Kahuna, the the you big dummy. <laughs> well, I'll take that too. I'll take whatever whatever it takes to get somewhere with this. So, uh, so we fast forward um, uh, into uh, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, where I um, I, and this is a true story. I purchased uh, my first computer ever in 2019. Wow. I had never owned a computer. Uh, yes, this is uh, right. You were really behind the time. I just was not interested, and uh, but I knew that I was going to have to uh, teach myself something mm-hmm. to get this thing off the ground. So I bought a, a, a MacBook, and uh, I installed some recording software, and uh, um, I bought a piano. 
and a synthesizer and just the necessary uh, the things you need to record uh, you know monitors and things like that um, and I start and I taught myself <laughs> uh, a lot of it through uh, what I call YouTube University <laughs> uh, and I, I taught myself uh, how to do it and I um, I've recorded dozens of demos mm -hmm. and when I felt I had enough quality material, uh, I reached out to a dear old friend of mine who I had played in many bands with back in the late 80s into the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And this person's name is Billy Hume. Mm -hmm. And as it turned out throughout the years, while I had been focused on live performing, he was uh, focused on uh, producing and engineering and mixing. Uh, he... And in the early years, so he helped create uh, what is called crunk rap down in Atlanta with uh, with Little John, Bone Crusher, Collie uh, Park, some big name uh, rappers and hip hop artists down there. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so uh, he's had many a million uh, selling of records and singles down there. And um, and he ultimately won a Grammy in 2018 for believe it or not. Uh, producing a uh, bluegrass album recorded by the infamous String Dusters. Wow. Okay, yeah, a very uh, diverse, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, interesting career there. But um, So I reached out to him and uh, sent the demos over. Uh, he listened to them. They were nothing like what he had been doing at the time. He was doing a lot of country music and some rock bands. And this is 80s influence. Right. Music. And so we came together. He loved them. We rekindled our relationship. And uh, and that brings us to today. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So um, why don't we uh, give them a taste of the music? Mm -hmm. uh, you have a single out now called Forever. And uh, why don't we check that out right now? Very good.
I think if I had to describe it, I would actually call that post-rock. That would be my personal opinion. That, very good call. <laughs> very good call. Yes, yeah. it does have that kind of that post-rock, post-punk rock That's type realism. of sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, with the bass playing those melodic lines mm-hmm. and the deep uh, voice. Yes, yes. You're absolutely right. So how did uh, the name come about, Tokyo Teens? Where did that come from? That's a good question, too. And Billy always tells me, you need to come up with an interesting story, even if it's a flat-out lie. <laughs> right? Well, we'll take lies, to, too. Yeah. And, uh, and my, my great-grandfather lost his left leg in the World War II when he was stationed in Japan. And um, as a tribute, no, that's the truth is, it's something that I made up that, A, I liked the way it sounded. Mm-hmm. B, I thought that it would be uh, memorable. Mm-hmm. And C, yeah, I, I think it looks really good on a T-shirt. Ah. So, uh, and <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I, I just wanted something that people would remember and that was not associated with the music in any way. Mm-hmm. So um, when everything hits and the, uh, the name Tokyo Teens pops up, uh, I, I would hope that people would think of of the music, mm-hmm. uh, much in the same way. If you would, if you were to say Depeche Mode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would think, well, whatever song you know of. So, a, a separate from the music, that doesn't mean anything necessarily. Right. There's a lot of bands like that. You have that name that you know they, they don't really represent what the song is a structure is about. It's just, it's right. just a name that resonates in your brain. Somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so, an earworm. You know. It's it's a trigger. I think it's a trigger to uh, you know a trigger a memory or thought of of the music, and it really is nothing more than that. It's just to me, it sounded cool. Okay. It yeah. doesn't make you think about anything serious. You just no. focus on oh the music. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Things. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so it uh, it sounds like um, you got a tour planned in June. Right. You're going to be playing with attrition, and um, I would imagine you had something to do. Yeah, with that I, I, yeah, I booked this whole U.S. tour. We still have a couple of days still to book for it. Um, it kicks off at a, a venue in Anaheim, California, mm-hmm. um, at a band, venue called the, the World Famous Doll Hut, and it kicks off there on the eighth. We're playing Bar Sinister in L.A. on the tenth. Um, still walking venue in Vegas. You know, hopefully it's an artifice, and then we're going from there to Arizona, mm-hmm. over to New Mexico, New Mexico to San Antonio, mm-hmm. San Antonio up to 
um, St. Joseph, Missouri, and then over to um, either Cedar Rapids, Iowa, or Chicago, and over to Detroit, and then over to Cleveland, Ohio, and then we in Pennsylvania, and then ending up at QXD in New Jersey. That's a lot of cities for that short time span. Yeah, squeeze it in. Yeah, and pretty much one day off a week, you know. Wow. And that's like you know, it's not as long as I want it to be, but it works. Mm-hmm. And um, you know. We're excited about Bar Sinister um, because Bar Sinister is my favorite venue in Los Angeles to play at. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, Jimmy's first time I ever played at Bar Sinister. Mm-hmm. This is Martin's right. third time of attrition. Said so this is his third time playing there. Mm-hmm. So it's like a good venue because they treat bands really well there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I never had a ill will with the owner, the promoter slash owner promoter. She's really awesome and mm-hmm. she treats the bands really well and. I keep on bringing her talent through the years of my business. So mm-hmm. I said, well, let's do a bar sinister. And she's like, okay, how can we make this happen? You know, she's really going home. Um, QXC um, is run by the guy that runs is in the band Dissector. Okay. Damien. So we ended up there. And that's a good venue, too. And it's a well-known venue. Only got the venue in New Jersey. You know, yeah. you either can play New Jersey or New York. And New Jersey is the more of a better fit, you know. Even though everyone says the toilet of the United States is New Jersey, I don't think a QXD is like that. So, you know, <laughs> I don't think that at all. Well, some people do. I don't know why. Shame on them. I know, but it's in Newark, New Jersey, so it's you know not that far. Little Grado Airport is, so it's a really cool venue, and I like the vibe there a lot. Okay, so we're naming this the Black Maria Tour. Yeah, it's named after um, a Trishan's album called the Black Maria Tour. Okay, after off the Black Maria album. So he wanted to call the tour after his album. He's been touring over in Europe, Patrician is, mm-hmm. and um, he's been doing a lot of festivals. He's like, well, let's just call it the Blackmore Tour in the United States, too, to keep the continuity going. And it's like, okay, sounds good. So you'll be with them on each date? Yes, I'll be on the, the tour, tour and the booking agent for it. So I'm doing both roles. Mm-hmm. And um, Jimmy and I both are going to be driving because Martin doesn't have a driver's license. And, yeah, you know, we'll be uh, driving the entire stretch. Yeah, we're going to switch. Well, I've done that before. That's a lot of fun. Not. <laughs> yeah, said no one ever. But, but, you, <laughs> but the, cool, the cool thing is exactly. oh, there's going to be a lot of cool places on the way playing at. And there's some really good direct support bands. And I really, mm. I really have to say every direct support that I found on this tour are been flow with us really well. And they're really good been really good bands that said, hey, I always wanted to play with Attrition, or hey, I'm a big fan of Tokyo Teens' music, and they really influenced by what they have to bring to the table. So mm. it's kind of nice that having bands that kind of like look up to mm. these bands and they want to play with them. So that makes me yeah. feel good. Well, the main thing is that they have a decent place to crash. That's really the most important Well, that's what's going to happen, too. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Other than that, you know, I mean, if it's I not like to it eat used McDonald's, to be. that's okay. But no, I don't. I like sleeping. the way Bar Sensor feeds us. At a, they have a restaurant attached to their venue, oh. and they have, they have 11 choices on their band menu. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like 11 glazed chicken wings or crab cakes at Bar Sensor. And it's a really cool goth venue out in Los Angeles and heart of downtown there. And um, out there in Hollywood, and um, I really—it's a really cool vibe. It's like a venue that has like a dance floor, DJ area. Then they have a band area in the courtyard, mm-hmm. and then they have a dungeon above it. And then they <laughs> a dungeon, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. I wonder what happens there. I'm gonna find I out. Think I can assure you. <laughs> yes, I know it, it, it's, it's it's all red and it's really velvet plush velvet like couches up there and it's and then they have a, like the soundboard where the sound engineer is is a good perspective shot. So if you ever do video or photos, it has a great shot at the stage. I've been on the stage while it's off playing there. 
So I really love the venue ever since I've been there. And it's it's busy every Saturday night that they have events there. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, really happy that the venue exists. And it really supports the goth community. And they have vendors and stuff like that, shops and stuff inside there that people sell their goth jewelry and everything else. Okay. So you guys uh, know um, yet where uh, the Detroit date's going to be? No. Um, right now I'm working out with a promoter locally about that. I was going to do it at Smalls, but um, they said no. So I have to find a venue to do it. If not, I have a backup plan. Okay. So. I'm sure we'll find out. In fact, uh, what would be the best place to keep up on that info? Um, you can look at my company name, uh, Graphic Equalizer Productions. And, um, it would be, you can look up Graphic Equalizer Pro, but Equalizer is E-Q-U-L-I-Z-E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, pro at Facebook or Instagram and just like graphic underscore EQ productions, you know, underscore productions or on Tok- the Tokyo Teens' um, Instagram page or Facebook page, Attrition's Facebook and Instagram page okay. as well. And we keep up the continuity on there and, you know, and you'll see all over in different groups on Facebook and so forth. And I'll be doing target marketing ads once we get every day booked. Okay. So it's a lot of, there's a lot of pre planning here, you know. So once we get all the dates locked in, I which I'm working on, I have a promoter from Cleveland called me today, and he's trying really hard to get this Cleveland show locked in, and he's been really diligent about it. So um, I usually used, used to book a fantasy ballroom at Cleveland, but that place is closed down now. So that, you know that's where Trent Reznor and Meryl Lance got their start, and that venue's closed down now. So mm-hmm. so he's trying to find somewhere that will take us. You know, mm-hmm. so he's really he, he wants to do this. So okay, okay. okay. Just had one more question. When you yeah. do play live, like mm-hmm. when you're going out there and you're going to do this tour, mm-hmm. what all are you going to be doing? I know you're going to be doing multi instruments and all that. How does how does that work? At, at some point, there are going to be other musicians on stage with me. Oh, so you're I, going to get some help then. So I've yet to have a band. Um, I will put that together, but uh, for now, it is uh, is it me and. Uh, my album uh tracks so i will be uh, i'll be performing with tracks mm-hmm. uh and we'll just take uh you know the lead vocals out and um and and run it like that what? and i've had much success uh, already doing that and um the response has been really really surprising and overwhelming to me uh once once uh we're rolling into the second song there uh People forget that there's not a band up there because the 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 show's very visual. Mm-hmm. I work the entire stage and um, uh, engage the audience members, uh, and they and they tell me I, I I really forgot that there wasn't a band up there, mm-hmm. and that's a great compliment. Yes, that's uh, like yes, it's uh, it, it, it's it's a show mm-hmm. and uh, a real performance, and so and, until uh, I can uh, plug in these other musicians, uh, we're just going to roll with what we've got. Right. And we've and, had success so far with it. Right, and the backing tracks, I, I just call, you know, if you want his other band member name, his, his name's Mac. <laughs> yeah, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Book. Yes. Yeah. So Mac that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, so that's what we're going to call him every year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it was a pleasure talking with both of you. Thank Misty you. as always. Yeah, Thank always. You. And, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I want to say that Every band that I ever work with, and I'm glad, you know, how I discovered Jimmy is, I would give a little backstory on that. I got a target marketing ad on Instagram, mm-hmm. and that's how I found J- Jimmy's project. Mm-hmm. And so that I reached out to him. I said, hey, I really would like to work with your band. And he goes, how? 
show you. Yeah, yeah. Let me show you the world here. Yeah, yeah. That's how it uh, came together. Yeah, you know. know, So then it's you know, and I came down to Atlanta. I booked him a show with one of my other former clients, and Mm -hmm. he did a show there. And he was like nervous at first, and but. People like almost like are like meerkats. They stand up out of their seats and they go, "Wow, I really like the vibe of this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really resonates, and you can feel the vibe of the people out there. They're like, mm-hmm. "Wow, I never thought I would see this show, but hey, it's it's green in their brain." So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I wish you great success in that tour, Thank sir. Thank you Hopefully so much. Hopefully it goes really well. Hopefully I'll see you again when you make it back to Detroit, Jimmy. I, I would love that. I've, I've enjoyed uh, spending some time here today. It's nice meeting you and, and talking with you today, and I certainly would be happy to come back. All right. Let's finish off. we got one more video to show. This is Tokyo Teens, and the track is called Dreaming of You.
That was Tokyo Teens. I hope you enjoyed those interviews, uh, Tokyo Teens, and then before that, John Ford Coley. Again, there's not going to be a band tonight. Um, They had to back out due to a family illness, but uh, we'll reschedule them one of these days. We're going to finish off with a couple of videos. These two bands, really cool bands, are going to be playing the Bolero Lanes tomorrow night here in Royal Oak. And what we're going to do is a couple of videos. We're going to play Killing Pixies with a track called Ugly and finish it off with Black Swan Dive Bomb with Prove to Me. So check these bands out. You're going to like them.
Faith Hogfiller reporting live with WPIG. We're here at the Capitol where President Swinehouse himself is about to give a speech. I know we're all looking forward to hearing about what he has to say on his huge successes from this past year. Swinehouse will also be speaking on his new statewide religion, bringing, as many of you have commented, a much needed morality to this country. Also, updates on the shutdown of our water system filtration, eradicating the bizarre gay frog pandemic of 2020. It looks like he's about to speak now. Let's go to it. Thank you, thank you all. First, I proudly like to say that that nasty previous administration has been removed. Every day, we are cutting more and more of the disease out of this nation. And now is the time, time to prove yourselves. I'm the pig who made our army the strongest in the world. I'm the pig who gave our military more bombs, more missiles, more guns than anybody. I'm the pig who threw the poor in the camps. I'm the pig who gave our CEOs record-breaking profits. And I promise any day now, those profits will trickle down to you. And will you help me? Will you prove yourselves? Will you prove yourselves to me? Speech. President Swinehouse, can you tell us a little bit more about your core initiative? 
Yes, yes, of course I can. It's a huge success, the greatest success of all time. I looked around and the poor, they were ugly and smelly, and I don't like that. I don't like smelly things. So I threw them in the camp, and I made the wall real big. I built a big wall, a great wall, and now you'll never see the poor again, and you'll never smell them. Yes, fascinating. Can you tell us more about this wall? It's the biggest wall you've ever seen. You can see it from miles away. I just need to say something real quick. And I just ask, why do people have to speak out against our president? Where's the loyalty, people? Hasn't President Swinehouse done enough? What else does he have to do to get you idiots to see his greatness? We don't have to look at poor people anymore. They're in the camp. more about our homosexual amphibians. Oh, the gay frogs. The other administration made them gay. I'm making them straight because all frogs should be straight. It ain't natural gay frogs hopping around all gay. There's some speculation that the frogs won't be as straight as other frogs. Anything to say on that? That's fake. That's fake news. When I'm done, all the frogs will be straight. The straightest frogs you've ever seen. The greatest frogs you've ever seen. 